This is Futurecast 101. This is Futurecast 101. Futurecast 101. Welcome to my research podcast. Today's topic encompasses the anthropogenic impact of global warming on coral reef biodiversity. It's pretty big. I want to start out with talking about Finding Nemo. This is the most relatable ocean film produced by Disney in 2003. Nemo and his dad are clownfish. They live in a coral reef as their home. This reef holds thousands of different marine organisms that create beautiful colors and a variety of fish and mammals alike living in this immense habitat. Nemo goes to school with fish of all different types. He feeds on an array of vegetation. The coral reef is clearly a place of abundance for the little clownfish and the degradation greatly harms their home. The question we are investigating is what the projected future for coral reefs will look like with an intense anthropogenic carbon footprint in the Earth's atmosphere. Whether you know about coral reefs from the Disney magic of Finding Nemo, or possibly from vacations filled with warm water, sunshine, and snorkeling with color and beauty wherever you look, they are a key aspect to the oceanic ecosystems. Coral reefs are actually described as diverse underwater ecosystems that are held together by calcium carbonate structures secreted by corals. They are built by colonies of tiny organisms that contain nutrients. These nutrients draw an immense amount of marine life that is essential to the planet's greater ecosystem. These structures are being greatly impacted by climate change, particularly the carbon dioxide saturation in the atmosphere. The everyday actions of the average American, such as driving a vehicle, producing meat, or supporting large corporations, greatly affect the quality of the planet. While the carbon seeps into the ocean, the impact is harming the current structure of coral reefs, and the depletion of coral reefs begins. Robert Henson, author of A Thinking Person's Guide to Climate Change, explains that with the rate that carbon is being produced at right now, 90% of coral reefs will die by 2050, and humanity has already lost 50% of the original coral reef population. Anthropogenic impacts on global warming is causing biodiversity loss in coral reefs and has serious implications for the future. My first thought is that I need to explain to you why coral reefs are important, why you personally are benefiting from more than just the scenery of these structures. Coral reefs are integral to oceanic ecosystem health. Reefs secrete calcium carbonate to build protective skeletons that grow with impressive colors that you think of in Finding Nemo or on vacation. This is due to the symbiotic relationship with algae that grows in the coral tissues. Just like electricity to our homes, these algae species provide the corals with energy. To begin with, a benefit of coral reefs is the coastline protection that buffers the shorelines against harsh waves, storms, and floods. This prevents the loss of life to humanity and other living organisms. It also prevents erosion to the coast. In addition, the NOAA explains that coral reefs provide habitats for over a fourth of the ocean's marine organisms. The fish that live in these reefs cycle nutrients, providing fertilizer for algae to grow. This creates a mutually beneficial positive feedback loop as the more fish are brought to the reefs when the algae produces more nutrients that attract them. The fish congregate around coral reefs. 
Next, coral reefs provide chemical information for medical scientists. Chemicals used for reefs have been used to create vaccines for cancer, arthritis, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. Overall, coral reefs better the oceanic ecosystems. Are you starting to see the draw of these coral structures? They facilitate quite a lot for our Earth. However, humanity is not giving them the credit we should. Instead, we are actually destroying them with our carbon dioxide emissions. One car produces five tons of carbon dioxide a year. Deforestation, eating meat, and traveling with all these vehicles create a buildup for most of that is most prevalent in greenhouse gases, CO2. According to the International Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, there is about 407 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere right now. What we have not stopped to consider is that our oceans are actually already absorbing a fourth of the carbon dioxide, slowing climate change but ruining our oceanic ecosystems. Coral is highly susceptible to the harm CO2 is inflicting. We, have, we all have a bit, in, bit into a lemon before or watch the nail polish remove or eat away our furniture. These are examples of acid at work. Now imagine that extremity on coral structures. Coral ocean acidification is when the carbon dioxide that is seeping into the ocean produces a weak carbonic acid, making the concentration and availability very low. Filter feeders are unable to obtain a positive carbon balance. Coral skeletons become bitter and erosion becomes easier. The pH in the ocean lowers, which may take thousands of years to reverse. Carbonic chemistry changes with the toxicity levels, and the marine organisms suffer. The Renewable Resources Journal explains in the article, Impacts of Oceanic Ecosystems Acidification on Marine Biodiversity, that the average oceanic pH level is 8.1 as of right now, but is projected to drop down to 7.8 by 2050. The pH dropped about 0.9 since the Industrial Revolution, and the intense effect effects have already occurred in the longer amount of time. Calcif calcification comes from the ocean becoming more acidic. Deposition of calcium carbonate is controlled by the saturation state of the ocean. When this carbonate is unable to be deposited, erosion grows and the coral bleaching occurs. Those beautiful colors that you associate with coral reefs are immediately wiped away when the coral reefs turn white and gray. The marine species are no longer attracted as the coral grows too warm. Coral bleaching is a clear aesthetic impact that shows our coral reefs are depleting and being harmed by climate change. Let's dive even deeper. This ocean acidification and calcification renders the organisms living inside the coral reefs highly susceptible to degradation. 23% of marine wildlife have already seen effects of CO2 in the oceans. Less nutrients are recycled by less fish, so less organisms benefit. The protective skeletons then erode without the strong calcium carbonate that is unable to form. As you are probably seeing, everything has a cause and effect. These protective skeletons provide habitats for the remaining marine organisms that are able to survive. You see where this is going. The eroded skeletons lead to habitat loss and our lovely marine organisms, who call coral reefs home, are left in the open water with no protection. Think of young Nemo out in the middle of the vast ocean with no one to help him. These habitats are not just being lost with the CO2 footprint, they are also harmed with man-made barriers that are created, such as dams and logging. These create sediment buildup that runs into the oceans, crashing into the coral structures. The degradation of coral reefs is majority from anthropogenic impacts. 
Now that we can see how coral structures are declining and why, I would like to circle back to the oceanic systems that coral reefs facilitate. Most corals and sponges are filter feeders, meaning they consume material matter in the water. They clean the water, filtering out the bad. When the coral is unable to cleanse the water, nutrients are unable to get to the organisms. Even subtle changes in water quality reduces fitness and abundance in the coral reef habitats. Oxygen depletion occurs, so organisms are unable to find ambient water quality. Now, you may be asking why all this matters to your personal life. Why should you care that coral reefs are turning white? You might be saying, I don't live in the tropics, so I will never see a coral reef in my life. What's it to me? Au contraire. There are many impacts on humanity with the loss of coral reefs. The Natural Resources Forum in Connecting Stressors, Oceanic e Ecosystem Services, and Human Health starts with stating that fisheries will not be able to contribute an adequate amount of fish for the population's needs. In rural areas where fish is the main source of food, the communities will suffer with a lack of nutrients. In addition, the areas that hold an abundance of coral reefs are often in the tropics where people are living in marginalized communities. Tourism brings in the bulk of the revenue for this population. The ability to sell the scenery of coral reefs produces monetary value for the people living in the tropics. Both fisheries and tourism are in addition to the medical advancement and coastline protection mentioned earlier. There is a need and drive to save these coral reefs. Now this has been a lot of pessimistic information involving the future of coral reefs. However, do not give up hope. There are solutions to coral reef degradation. Conserving water, so not to pollute the limited clean water, will allow the nutrients to circulate easier. Planting trees allows for sediment barriers and more oxygen in the air in an attempt to balance the oxygen-carbon balance in the atmosphere. One of the most underrated solutions is to participate in a coral reef cleanup. Instead of snorkeling in the coral reefs, you can actually clean up the sediment that has been inflicted on these structures. The largest solution is to lessen your carbon footprint. By biking, walking, or taking public transport, eating less meat, and using renewable energy, you can work to create le and lessen the carbon footprint. The American Meteorological Society suggests that a maximum concentration of CO2 allowed in the atmosphere will be about 500 parts per million, compared to the 407 parts per million that is present now. In order to slow the warming planet and allow the oceans to take in less CO2, the atmospheric level of CO2 should return to pre-industrial times, which is about 270 to 280 parts per million. By limiting the amount of carbon added to the air over time, the population needs to decrease the amount that coal, oil, and gas are burned at, which can be done by doing these activities. Coral reefs are clearly vital to both marine and anthropogenic futures alike. There is still hope to save them from humanity's carbon footprint. This has been Melissa Burrell with FutureCast 101. Thanks for listening. This is FutureCast 101. This is FutureCast 101.